Welcome to PwC's weekly accounting podcast series. I'm Heather Horn. Today's episode is a continuation in our series dedicated to looking at some of the accounting areas impacted by COVID-19. Today, we'll be sharing findings from PwC's COVID-19 CFO Pulse Survey based on the most recent research that was released on April 13th. So hot off the press financial reporting issues that are top of mind for CFOs. Joining me remotely is Amity Milheiser, a PwC Vice Chair and Chief Clients Officer. Many of you may recognize Amity from her participation in our quarterly webcast about a month ago. I'm excited that she could join me today to bring the latest developments. So let's get started. Thanks so much for joining me today to talk about the results of our recent CFO survey on COVID-19. And I know that in the current environment, change seems to be a constant presence for all of us and that we're seeing that change in the results of our surveys retract the sentiment over the past month or so, which seems a lot longer than four weeks, but I know uh, you and I just spoke four weeks ago about this. So the latest survey results were released yesterday, which was April 13th, and I'm very interested to hear what's changing. But maybe before we get into the actual results, can you give our audience some background about the survey, You know who we're polling and, and what we're tracking? Yes, thank you very much, and thanks for including me. Uh, so, yes, this was our third of the CFO surveys. It was released yesterday. And the beauty of this survey is that we run it every two weeks so that um, what's most important is the, the development of sentiment over time versus where it stands at any one point in time. This time around, we had over 300 uh, U.S. CFOs participate, which is terrific. Um, the survey was conducted from April 6th to April 8th, and we will run the, the next one two weeks from now. And it covers both public and private companies, as well as spans across a number of sectors. Okay, great. And then can you just give maybe an overview of some of the broad areas of concern that we could see in the survey results? Absolutely. So this time around, I would say we saw more of a pivot towards an increasingly negative sentiment of the CFOs, um, a, real, a real pivot to the negative more than we've seen in the last couple of times we've run it. Um, and that, I think, is as the extent of the COVID crisis and the, the sort of the impact on businesses as well as the duration is starting to set in and people understand something that may be with us for quite some time, that's really shifting CFO sentiment more to the negative. I think another thing we're starting to see is companies getting through what we call the mobilized stage of the crisis, which is really the initial response. And in particular, with a, a crisis such as this, keeping our employees safe, our workforce safe, um, and those sorts of things to really moving into the stabilized phase. And what that means is companies are starting to step back now and ask themselves, what does going back look like? What is the proverbial new normal? And it may look very different than what normal looked like going into this. And so you're starting to see companies really step back and think about that. How are they going to balance 
wanting to get people back to work, wanting them to get back to their physical locations with the, um, the risk of, of the virus still being out there, as well as potentially waves of the virus coming back. So, so companies really wrestling with that. Um, this sort of what does going back look like? How do we keep our people safe? But but on the plus side, I would also say that companies are starting to step back and say, are there useful lessons that we've learned from this, both in terms of how we manage similar economic shocks like this going forward? Or have we learned things about our businesses, about our customers, and about our employees that are interesting that we want to replicate going forward? You know, you started with the fact that it's sort of a pivot to the negative. So it's nice to end with something more positive. But if we looked at the overall sentiment, beyond saying it's turning negative, can you give any detail on that? Yes. So what's the same? What's what's consistent this time to last time is that 74% of the CFOs anticipate they will have a significant impact on their business. And 80 a little bit north of 80% expect to see a decrease in revenues and or earnings. So that has been pretty consistent over the last two times. What has changed is this time 61% of the CFOs believe that if the COVID virus were to be contained today, their businesses would bounce back within three months. Last time we ran it, 76% of the CFOs thought that their business would bounce back within three months. So again, what we're seeing is that the longer this goes on and the more people see the impact on their business, the less confident they are in bouncing back. And I think for that reason, the more we look at 2020 as a year where most companies are really going to be looking at significant impacts in 2020 of this virus on their financial position. Yeah. And actually, that's a perfect segue to the first topic I wanted to get into in terms of the survey findings. And that's really focused on liquidity and cost cutting. And it's we think about companies being impacted by that, that's obviously a place where they're starting. And so what did we see in the survey in terms of how they're focusing in those two areas. So liquidity and cash continues to be a real area of focus. And I would say even for companies, very well capitalized companies who traditionally have not um, had to look at liquidity and cash positioning, this is really bringing that home. And one of the reasons for that is if you if you think about it, if you step back, companies are really looking at changing consumer behavior. So either decreased buying from consumers because they're sheltering in place or because they're worried about their own employment possibilities and their own financial stability, or just consumers buying different, more more basic or somehow different products than they have in the past. So as companies look at that sort of changing consumer behavior and the changing revenues, they focus much more on liquidity and preserving liquidity. And what that looks like as they look towards how do they protect their own liquidity in the near term is first and foremost cost cutting. So another big change this time to last time is that that 80% of the CFOs are looking at cost cutting, which is significantly higher than the last time around. And cost cutting sort of comes in a, a couple of different areas. The first one I would mention is workforce. So from the clients that I've talked to, I think the decisions around either laying off or furloughing employees is, is one of the most difficult things I'm seeing executives deal with right now. But there's been an increase in the number of CFOs who expect to make layoffs in the next month. 26% of the CFOs expect to make layoffs in the next month. And two weeks ago, that 
number was 16%. So you're starting to see more CFOs accept the reality of having to do layoffs. It's, of course, very sector specific. So um, many of the industrial manufacturing sectors, as well as the consumer markets um, and consumer facing sectors, anticipate a higher percentage of layoffs, for example, than the financial services sector. So they're, first of all, big focus on liquidity, increased focus on cost cutting. And when it comes down to investments, and I look at investments as sort of those that are sort of in the medium to longer term budget category, companies either looking at deferring or halting investments, the percentage of CFOs who were who were looking at doing that is pretty consistent. This time around, it was 67%, very consistent with last time around. And the top area where companies are looking at cutting investments are, not surprisingly, facilities and general capex, because with people sheltering in place, they have less need for that. And honestly, they're, they're seeing employees being able to work from home better. Some of the areas where we're not seeing CFOs anticipate making significant cuts to investments are uh, their own digital transformation, as well as the customer experience. Again, because companies are, I think, seeing that as core to the future of their strategy and delivering on their strategy over the medium and long term. Staying on the topic of liquidity, though, Amity, obviously cost cutting is one source of liquidity, but additional funding is another good source. And we do see, I know, a lot of companies expecting to take advantage of the various government programs that are out there, including the tax deferrals and others, um, to help them survive during the pandemic. So in the survey, what do we see in terms of the programs that CFOs are expecting to utilize? Yeah, I think one difference between the survey this time and last time is many more companies, and we're finding that with the clients we work with, many more companies have an understanding of the detailed provisions of the CARES Act and um, how it applies to them. So that that is one big change between the last time we ran it and this time. What's interesting is that over 80% of the CFOs anticipate taking advantage of tax payment deferrals or extensions of um, deadlines, and um, another 42% plan to take take advantage of other tax provisions, which are things like modifications to NOL limits, temporary tax amnesties, etc. 35% of the CFOs anticipate taking advantage of loans and loan guarantees, and uh, 27% anticipate taking advantage of flexible benefits for employees, such as mandatory reduced hours for lows or layoffs, which we discussed. But I think to me, the headliner is is the 80, fully 81% anticipate taking advantage of the tax payment deferrals or deadline extension. Yes, it's a great benefit for companies and obviously a lot of other benefits in the CARES Act. And I'm actually going to have another podcast tomorrow and focus on the CARES Act and the business uh, opportunities there are considerations. So to the extent people are interested in that, I definitely encourage them to tune in tomorrow. Amity, let's turn back to workforce then. So you mentioned workforce in a context of cost cutting. But in addition to that aspect of workforce, I think something that CFOs really have on their mind is is managing their workforce and how to keep productivity and effectiveness as everyone's work environment is changing. So what do we see in that area of the survey? Absolutely. And and I think it's interesting because it it's a little bit d- depending upon the sector, it's a it's a tale of two cities to some extent. For example, if you look at the the consumer markets in the retail sector, there is a shortage in many parts of our economy of 
workers for the the quote unquote essential services, but then over capacity of workforce in the non-essential services. So there's that sort of imbalance. But what we see is that 46% of the CFOs worry about productivity loss due to lack of remote work capabilities. And that can be anywhere from literal IT bandwidth issues, anything from that to simply having uh, your kids being um, uh, being schooled at home and, and just dealing with a different level of disruption than you would historically um, deal with. We're also anticipating 42% of the CFOs, not surprisingly, anticipate a higher demand for employee protections. That's not surprising at all. And again, I think one of the headliners is just the increased number of CFOs who expect to have to do layoffs in the next month was 26% versus only 16% two weeks ago. Emily, did we get any insight into how CFOs are managing these challenges or we're at a point of identifying the challenges still? I think, you know, it's it's one of the things that's interesting to me, because if you look at where companies are, are cutting costs, if you go back to digital transformation being an area where they're not cutting, I think one of the reasons for that is a realization that to some degree, this digital working is here to stay and they need to uh, continue to invest in those capabilities in their own organizations. But I also see a lot of companies, including PwC, looking at um, ways that they can offer different health and wellness benefits and coaching to their workforce in order to help everybody just get through this from an emotional basis, understanding that it's a disruption for everybody. So, Amity, before we wrap up by talking about the financial reporting findings in the survey, any other sort of headlines that you would highlight for the audience? Yeah, there is one other thing that I would point out that I, I myself found really interesting. When when we asked CFOs how many of you are taking a look at your supply chain, which is supply chain is obviously not something that tend to be near-term changes, roughly half of the CFOs, they were sort of evenly split between those CFOs who anticipate making changes to their supply chains and CFOs who don't. And I think that reflects, on the one hand, with China potentially starting to come back online, CFOs feeling less concerned about their supply chain because China's coming back online and they have some visibility on that. On the other hand, I think um, what it does point out is that over the last few years, we have really optimized supply chains across many of our companies. And this sort of shock pointed out to us that we, for many companies, had not built enough diversity into our supply chains to withstand something like this. And so by diversity, I mean either just individual suppliers, geographies. Uh, and so I think we have sort of on the one hand, companies feeling better about China coming back online. On the other hand, companies saying we need to learn from this and we need to really evaluate whether we need a more diverse supply chain in case something like this should happen again. We have better contingency planning. Amity, then why don't we turn to final area, which I know will be of great interest to this audience, which is the findings on financial reporting. So what are we seeing and hearing from CFOs from a financial reporting perspective? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question because in many ways, the CFO community is at the front line of a lot of what's happening here. So um, sl- around 80%, so the vast majority of CFOs anticipate some level of change to their reporting um, and disclosures. And of that 80%, about half expect to see changes as a result of COVID-19 to their risk factors 
to their financial statements, including their footnotes disclosure, and to their MD&A. So that's a pretty good percentage looking at making changes either in one or all three of those areas. Yes, and I think something that our listeners would be focused on right now is they're preparing to follow their, their 10 Qs. Um, so Amity, really want to thank you today for all the insight coming from the survey. I think a lot of of interesting information, especially as you look at the evolution over time. I'm sure more to come two weeks from now. And for our listeners who are interested in finding the survey results, we'll definitely include a link in the show notes. And then in addition, if you would like your company to participate next time, I'd highly encourage you to either look for more information in the show notes, or please feel free to reach out to me directly at heather.horn at pwc.com. And I get the question, so that is horn with no E. And I um, definitely would love to hear from you because it would be great to have you know your perspective as we look at the next set of survey results. So with that, thanks again, Amity. And thanks to our listeners. As always, a quick reminder that we on the podcast team hope you're managing through the recent changes and staying safe. We have one more episode for you on the CARES Act that will air tomorrow. In that episode, we'll move away from accounting considerations, which we covered in an episode last week. And if you missed it, I highly encourage you to check that one out. But we're going to turn to the business side of some of the provisions of the Act and learn more about the relief it aims to provide amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So that you never miss an episode, subscribe to this series wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love to hear from you, so please send me a note or to stay up to date on the latest content, let's connect on LinkedIn. For PwC, I'm Heather Horn. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.